This is Sporus, and today's podcast is a bit of a continuation of the last one, The Importance of Community, which was Hacker Public Radio, episode 596. One of the best ways to be part of the community is to help out with various projects. Most of you listening are probably already active in several projects, but for those of you who aren't, and for those of you who are looking for some new places to participate, hopefully I can be of some help today. The Free Rainbow Tables project is the first project I'll talk about. What this project is doing is it's harnessing the power of the the BOINC system, which is the Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing, and it, it uses this system to generate rainbow tables, which they then distribute freely to anyone who would like them. Uh, they do this both over direct downloads, and they also utilize torrents. Now, the BOINC is a system for volunteer and grid computing. At this time, there are over 35 projects listed on BOINC's website, but there are many more smaller projects around the web that you can find, and I'd suggest that you look into into all of them because there are many of them that interest me, and I, and I enjoy being a part of them. Uh, my first experience in volunteer community computing was with SETI at home around 2003 and the idea that instead of my computer just wasting processor power that I wasn't using and it would use that power to solve larger problems with other volunteered computers around the world sounded really cool to me. Um, I used SETI in the beginning because that was the only project I knew about Uh, but Boink ended up springing from SETI and it allows other people to do similar projects without having to go through all the hard work of building the infrastructure and the underlying system. They can just use the Boink framework. And the reason that I mentioned the Free Rainbow Tables project specifically is because now it's the main one that I contribute to as uh, I use the fruit of the labors everybody is doing there. Um, and I know how hard it is to create full rainbow tables individually, and so I figured that contributing to this project that will share the tables freely with anyone who needs them is is a great is a great project to be a part of. And if you don't know what rainbow tables are, Wikipedia has a good write up explaining the theory. But you can find the Free Rainbow Tables project at freerainbowtables.com. The next project I'd like to talk about is the Archive Team project, and that's being run by Jason Scott over at textfiles.com. And you may have heard of Archive Team recently as they were the ones who, they're very big on uh, saving GeoCities recently. When Yahoo shut down GeoCities, uh, Archive Team worked, worked very hard to scrape the, scrape the servers and back up as much of it as they could. And they just released a torrent of all that they saved from GeoCities. The torrent is about 690 gigabytes, and when you uh, uncompress everything, it comes out to just under a terabyte. And one easy way you could help out with Archive Team is to help seed that torrent, even if you just seed a small part of it. But there's other ways you can help out with Archive Team. If you go to archiveteam.org, um, it's a it's a wiki type website, and if you go to the who we are section, 
you can see that uh, they have different ways there that people can help. They're looking for writers who can help uh, write blog posts and write to concerned people and to the different websites that are thinking of removing things. They're looking for people with lots of disk space to help mirror sites and people to help with torrents. And then just individuals that want to download things to help uh, keep things mirrored. And with the there's a bunch of different projects with GeoCities right now that they're looking for some help with. And if you go to the Archive Team website, you can contact Jason Scott and uh, find out what you can do to help them. Um, if nothing else, just helping spread the word is a great thing for that and any of these other projects. Another good project that uh, I haven't had the fortune of being a part of yet, but I look forward to it in the future, is the Security B-Sides Conferences. Uh, from the website, I'll read, it says, uh, Each B-Sides is a community-driven framework for building events for and by information security community members. The goal is to expand the spectrum of conversation beyond the traditional confines of space and time. It creates opportunities for individuals to both present and participate in an intimate atmosphere that encourages collaboration. It's an intense event with discussions, demos, and interaction from participants. It is where conversations for the next big thing are happening. You can find out about Security B-Sides at securitybsides.com. But needless to say, there, what it is is there's conferences all over the country and now all over the world that are B-Sides. And what they're doing is they're small, fairly informal conferences. They'll have uh, really good speakers and you know, just lots of people show up just like any of the other conferences we go to. And, but, but it's completely community-driven. If you want to have a B-Sides where you are, you can do that if you, you know, if you know anybody that wants to have a B-Sides, they can do that. And it's just a, it's just a great thing that's being done now all, o all over the world. Uh, if you go to securitybsides.com, you can find out more about the project. Now, the next project I'd like to talk about is the InfoSec Mentors Project. And the InfoSec Mentors Project can be found at site.infosecmentors.com. Now, the InfoSec Mentors was inspired by the Mentors Workshop at Source Boston of this year. And from the website, what they say is that they hope to increase the positive impacts of mentoring relationships in the information security community. Now, security being my passion first and foremost in the computing world. This is something that I, I would really love to be a part of. I'd love to have a mentor and, I, you know, I do have some informal mentors, uh, but I really like the idea behind this one. Um, if you go to the website, they've got some different pages about how you can get involved and who you need to contact to become a mentor and, uh, you know, part of the project. So I, I highly suggest people do that. A great way to get involved with your local community and not just the community at large is with a hackerspace. Uh, there's hackerspaces all over the country. The, it's growing very quickly. There's new ones starting up all the time. Um, I know that uh, 
you know, a bunch of different websites keep track of the new ones that are starting up. If you go to conferences, you probably hear about the new ones all the time. Um, but then at hackerspaces.org is a great resource for people who are looking for a hackerspace or looking to start a hackerspace. There's a bunch of resources on there. They have a list of hackerspaces that are, current, are currently running. And uh, just a description of what a hackerspace is, just in case anybody doesn't know, um, from the hackerspaces.org website, it says, Hackerspaces are community-operated physical places where people can meet and work on their projects. This website is for anyone and everyone who wants to share their hackerspace with international hackerspaces. And, you know, I've, I, uh, there's also some makers local groups that are very similar. Um, I know the guys at Makers Local 256 in Huntsville, Alabama. I, every con I've been to, I've, I've talked with them a lot. And uh, just the, the sense of community that they have and, just it's a great thing not just for the community at whole when you go and meet with other hackerspaces to trade ideas but it'll help you find local people that maybe you didn't know it's one of those things that if you you know if you build it they will come you you start a hackerspace and sometimes you'll find that people are coming out of the woodwork that you didn't even know were there but are interested in the same things you are and you can help teach other people things you know you'll learn from the other people and it's just all around a great idea when it's done well. And most, most of the time it has been. Um, some things that anybody can get involved with very easily if you have any programming experience or even if you don't are various open source projects. Uh, you can find some on SourceForge. You can find some on GitHub, other sites like that. They're just different uh, software that's completely open source and they're looking for people all the time who, you know, you look at the source, you find bugs, you find, if you think, you know, this is a feature I'd like to have, it, you code it yourself, submit it to them, it becomes a part of the project. And when you help out with that, you're helping everybody who uses the software. You know, whereas you might write a plugin or something for your own use. And yes, that helps you. But if you share it with everybody else, you've helped the community. And a great thing that I just found out about today on Twitter from uh, a, a person on Twitter when I put out a call out for some different things, they said uh, reddit.com slash r slash code raid. I didn't know about this before, but... Uh, what it is is from the site it says each month we choose one open source project and do a 24-hour bug raid fixing outstanding bugs improving documentation and generally being awesome oss citizens even if you have no coding experience there's something for everyone and i was looking through the projects they have on here and they've been helping with some really big projects and I'm, I'm not quite sure how widespread this Code Raid project is, but I'd love to see it a lot bigger because the first time I heard about it was today from at E-N-K-I-V-2 on Twitter. I just thought I'd do a little shout out there. Uh, but this is something that I'm, I'm going to be looking into participating with this in the future, and I'm, I'm glad I found out about this. Uh, like I said, you can find them at reddit.com slash r slash code raid. And you can also find them on Freenode and IRC at the channel uh, pound code raid. 
Um, and, you know, last but not least, there's Hacker Public Radio, which is what you're listening to right now. And just in case you stumbled on this podcast without knowing anything about Hacker Public Radio, what it is is an internet radio show that releases shows all through the work week, and they, it's been going for several years now. And if you go to Stank Dog's introduction to HPR, which is HPR episode one, you can find out more about what Hacker Public Radio is. And Hacker Public Radio right now is really looking for more contributors. Uh, look, if you look at the calendar, you can see that there just really aren't many people on there right now who are who have something lined up and there are no there really are no rules it's whatever you want to talk about that you think would be interesting to the hacker community you can talk about it that's what i'm doing right now um but you know i i only see a handful of shows listed and the more the merrier new people are welcome all the time and would be glad to have you now, there's many other community projects all around the web, all over the place. Uh, there's, you know, there's different hardware hacking things like the Wii, PS3, Xbox hacking communities. There's the Arduino community, uh, just all sorts of stuff. You, you can find it anywhere. You ask around, you'll find something. This is just you know, barely scratching the surface. I wanted to highlight a few different projects around the web. Um, Thank you for listening. This has been Hacker Public Radio. This is Sporus. You can find me on Twitter at, at @jmstit if you'd like to talk about this some more or give me some feedback. And that's all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.